0: I'm pretty good, yo, besides the fact that I'm homeless. Sans home. You know what that's like? Have you ever been without a home? Like, you know, I'm actually, I'm under a roof right now. I'm renting a place for my friend. I'm not actually homeless, but I don't really have a steady place to live. It's kind of a weird feeling, you know, I'm floating around. But have you ever been homeless for like three hours? Like in between apartments When you don't have keys in your pocket, that's a very unsettling feeling. No keys, baby. You can't open any doors. If you don't have any keys, what are you going to do? Keys open doors. A man with no keys is a man without a home. And that's a man who cannot get any pussy. (laughs) Ever. So... Good looking out, though, to all those people that have been helping me, letting me crash on their couches. But guess what, motherfuckers? I think I got an apartment, man. We're waiting back. My homeboy, John, his name is definitely not John. He's a 98-year-old Korean man. I don't know where he picked John from, but he seems like a good guy. He's going to hook it up. So that's what's up, man. Being homeless, Yeah, you it know, it's really not that bad, especially if you got friends. But I guess that's the problem, right? I, when I see these homeless people on the street, I'm like, come on, dog. What did you do to everyone? You must have fucked up with a lot of people, yo. Can you imagine that? I saw some guy, a homeless dude, the other day. I don't, I mean, I feel bad for the homeless, but I am going to mock them starting now. I saw this homeless dude literally just typing away on a phone the other day that was just not turned on. That was a good one. Just going in like he's surfing the net. His phone is just cracked, black as night. I uh, hope he found what he was looking for. Maybe he was on. Uh, maybe he's setting up a, his social media account, man. Maybe. Hopefully, if I was him, I would be setting up a GoFundMe right? or a GoFindMe a house. I don't know. This reminds me. I saw something recently that said social media influencers are trying to unionize, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> It's not your daddy's unions. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad was in a union. He was an electrician. You know what I mean? You know what unions do? They, they hit bricks with sledgehammers and they do plumbing and shit like that. You're in the union for what? Selfies? 25 years. <laughs> Local Twitter. Retweeters. <laughs> you believe this shit? What did your dad do? This is what's going to you're going to hear a conversation like this in like 50 years. What did your dad do? Oh, uh, he worked at the docs. Oh, yeah. Like with no Google Docs. (laughs) 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 See, that's some good, clean, fun comedy that anybody can enjoy, which brings me to my next topic. My buddy, Nimesh Patel. I'm sure you guys have heard about this. Nimesh Patel. He's a good friend of mine, so you must understand uh, the delight that I felt upon seeing the news of him. <laughs> he got his mic taken on stage at Columbia University because he did a, an offensive joke. I love this joke; it's a funny joke. You know, he said he basically said that being gay is not a choice because nobody would choose to be gay if they were already black. Because why would they want to make their life any more difficult? And it's funny, man. But then these kids at Columbia came up on stage, cut his mic, and asked him to leave. And boy, is that just great. Man, what I would have given to be in that room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's crazy. He's like blowing up over this. He's getting all kinds of press. Everybody's talking about him. And it just kind of pisses me off because I bombed out a college and I didn't get shit. What the fuck, dude? Stop. You know what I'm saying. We all, yeah, well, cool. We're all bombing at colleges, and Nimesh gets all the attention. Great. <laughs> so, well, anyway, we've been referring to it in uh, in my circle as the bomb heard round the world. And later, when I later, I'm going to edit a whole bunch of bomb sounds in here, and I'm going to say we have a clip. <laughs> we actually have a clip of the set. <laughs> Oh, man. But so anyway, I'm starting a new uh, hashtag challenge on Instagram. It's called the Columbia Challenge. And this is if you see Nimesh Patel performing stand up, try to run up on stage and grab his mic and then uh, post a video and <laughs> send it to Tucker Carlson. <laughs> He's a right wing hero. Namesh, that's what they were calling him everywhere, too. They fuck up his name. It's so funny. I love it. Nimesh Patel, one of my best friends, though. Great guy. One of the most generous guys you'll ever meet but a real son of a bitch. <laughs> black and
1: gay
0: people. <laughs> he likes black and gay people, I think. I think as far as I look, as far as I know, he's fine with black people and gay people. I think it's putting them together that he has a problem with.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm just saying this as a friend of his. Who knows? <laughs> my friend asked me if I wanted to go see the new Spider-Man movie Which I do kind of want to go see it But I can't be stoned in a theater around children It's something that I'm just not doing in my life anymore You know what I'm saying? I don't like being around kids You know what really bothers me is kids on the street Who are like are free from their parents They're not on a leash or anything They're running around And they're like dick height, okay? Children who are dick height need to be kept on Like they run around and they got their hands out. And like one of my greatest fears is a child on the street accidentally touching my dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I don't want that to happen. Keep your kids close. Keep them under control because they they don't even look where they're going, dude. You got to like I got to watch this maniac and anticipate its every move so it doesn't rub its ear, uh, graze it against my sack when I'm trying to just walk down the street. The point is, it just freaks me out, man. I don't want to. I don't want that. It's like you're being molested by a child. Keep your fucking kid under control. I want to go see Spider Man too, but I'm not gonna go see it. I love Spider Man growing up, man. Spider Man is actually the dopest. Um, this is this movie is pretty cool. Spider Man wears Jordans and shit. There's a whole bunch of them. There's like ten Spider Men. <laughs> There's a whole, a whole gaggle of Spider Men. So anyway. It's the Christmas season, man. I always fuck up Christmas every year because there's so much pressure. Like, A, I'm broke. So, like, I don't, I, I can't buy anybody anything good. But I was like, I'm not going to get you something that sucks. Because, like, you know, it's Christmas. So I always try to do, try to shoot for the moon. And I end up crash landing. You know what I mean? And this is a long history, long history of messing up Christmas, man. When I was, like, five... I wanted to get my mom her own present. You remember that song, The Christmas Slippers, about the kids like (laughs) mom who died or whatever? I have a sadder version of this story, okay? Because I tried to buy my mom some Christmas socks. Somehow, in the melee of Christmas shopping, something went wrong, okay? Because when I got home, you know, wrapped up the Christmas socks, got everything ready. The next morning, my mom opens up her present. There's only one sock, bro. There's only one sock. Can you imagine the despair on her face? My mom's Christmas was ruined. And still to this day, I get roasted over the one sock. Many times over the years, I've been gifted a single sock. Or but you know what? Ever since then, I just had this crazy pressure to deliver. I'm not I'm not just a one sock guy. I give good ass gifts. But I never do. I, I I never do. I've never given anybody anything that they really need, I don't think. I, is that the point? Christmas is stupid as hell, dude. This, even the fact that I'm thinking about this right now is pissing me off. Because, like, I'm getting all worked up. It's not even here. We got, like, a week and a half away. I don't, I don't have any gifts for anybody. And people ask me what I want, too. Guess what I want for Christmas? Nothing. Don't give me anything. Giving me a gift for Christmas is literally like handing me a bill for, like, love I owe you in return, whether I like you or not. That's my version of rape. That's a that's a family member raping your emotions. Giving someone a gift is exactly that. <laughs> Giving somebody a gift is sexual assault on your emotions. You're forcing me to have, to have some sort of feeling that I'm incapable of. I'm sorry. It's a non-consensual exchange of feelings. Because <laughs> you hand me a gift, and now I'm literally required to not only like it, but to feel gratitude. And I want to. I want to so bad. I want to light up. I want to be like Rudolph the Red-Cocked fucking Christmas Angel and just go, God damn... This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. You giving me this gift, but guess what? Your gift probably sucks. And then what am I supposed to do? Put on a show? I'm supposed to tap dance? What? So look. When I was like fourteen, this is the worst case of this ever. My grandma gave me a necklace for Christmas. And it was kind of like one of those, like, NSYNC style, like, I don't even know what kind of chain this is, but you know the one that has, like, the big loop and then has, like, the three small loops, but it's kind of, like, flat. It's a very cheesy-looking design, but it was, like, popular in the late 90s. And my grandma gave me this chain, and I opened it up, and I was sitting next to my brother, and we were both little pieces of shit. So as I was opening up, I knew it was going to be something terrible, because like, I shook it, and it was, like, jangled around like like a shitty necklace. As I opened up the box, I pulled it out, and I just made this face of disgust, and my brother (laughs) bursts out laughing, and then I turn as I'm holding the necklace to my left, and guess who's looking at my face but Grandma staring at me. She's looking right down the barrel. She was ready. She heard the jingle jangle of her shitty ass necklace and she was looking right at me trying to figure out. She just wanted to get that. She wanted to see it hit me, bro. She wanted to see that joy bomb hit and instead she got the stank face. I gave her the old and anyway, she died a couple days later, so point is Fuck you Christmas See that never would have happened I, My lack of gratitude killed my grandmother And that's not my fault I mean she died a couple years later But I think that w- set off a chain of events You know what I mean It's probably that moment So just don't give me anything I'm not giving you anything So God bless America Jesus is the reason for the season Keep Christ in everything, bro. If you ask me, put Christ in other holidays. I think we should put Christ in 4th of July. I think we should put him in Halloween. I mean, if he belongs anywhere, it's definitely Halloween. Good looking out, fam. Stay tuned. We got a dope-ass guest coming through. You're going to love it. I have an awesome guest here today. This is one of my good buddies, one of my friends from New York. I haven't seen him in a while. He's been out here in L.A., and I'm glad that we're uh, reconnecting. So uh, this is my buddy, Ed Larson, everybody. How you doing, Mokie? Eddie, people know you from Murder Fist, yeah. Round Table of Gentlemen. All kinds of the stuff. The Brighter Side podcast. You're
1: nailing it. You remember all of
0: it. Yeah, and what have you been doing lately, dude?
1: Later, we've been, uh, I've been working with uh, my, my big cousin Jeff Ross. Been working yeah. on all the roasts. I wrote on the Bruce Willis roast. Nice. I wrote on uh, Roast Battle. It just came out recently, season three. Hopefully, we'll get another one soon. And Bumping Mics produced it. Came yeah, out last we week. Can we bump
0: mics real quick? Or yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah. bump them. Oh, I
1: really like it.
0: Nice. <laughs> Bumping Mics is awesome, man. So, you're an executive producer? Producer. Just producer. Regular producer. Regular creative
1: producer. On the creative side. Yeah,
0: nice. So, um, most of your duties were writing. Working jokes, with Jeff. Working with Jeff. Just helping yeah. him with everything he has to do. Yeah,
1: I did not touch anything that Dave said. I will, I will. <laughs> there, was a, there was a clear line there. Really? Oh, yeah. No, he's very. Uh, I, I, I take care of the jokes. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't
0: even pitch him an idea?
1: I mean, I'd, like, pitch him setups, but uh-huh. that's all he would let me pitch with mm. setups, and he'd figure it out. And he wouldn't even tell me the punchline. He's like, oh, oh, and he'd start laughing and write something down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's pretty dope, man. No, he's he's great. I love him. It was an honor to get to know him well. and like, you So know, you
0: were on the road with them and everything, right? A
1: little bit. Not too much when they did the road. we When they, we shot the special, we shot it three nights at the cellar. And Uh then we also went around town in New York and shot Verite and stuff like that.
0: I saw the show in Montreal last year. I
1: wasn't there for that, but that was cool. It was
0: epic. That was the first time dopest things I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was the first time they took it out of the cellar. Because usually Uh it was just it started as just like something like Jeff and Dave did just to like hang out with each other because they're friends. Yeah. Like, Dave would always take the last slot at the cellar because he hates to sleep like a normal person. And then he'd (laughs) make Jeff get on stage with them, and they'd mess around, and it was getting so good, you know, and everyone was loving it so much that they decided to uh, just take it on the road, and people started coming, and then Netflix checked it out, and they were like, all right, well, let's let's do this. So
0: Jeff is your actual cousin.
1: Yeah, our fathers are brothers.
0: Fathers are brothers. That's awesome. So did he, like have anything, like, any advice for you when you were first starting up before you guys were working together? Well, I mean... Then you only started working with them a few years ago, right? And obviously, you've yeah. been cousins forever.
1: Well, the thing is, my, to make it a short, when I was younger, my dad was kind of a dick. And uh, I didn't know my family. And Jeff's dad died at a very young when I was three. And his mom had died before I was born. And so I didn't really know him. I was estranged from the family, and then oh, wow. I started. And like it's weird because my whole family on that side they owned a catering hall, like a restaurant, mm-hmm. and they uh, and Jeff did comedy, and my grandfather was a saxophone player and a performer, and so it was. Interesting that I naturally just fell into cooking and comedy without them yeah. influencing me in any it's way. It's in your DNA, bro. <laughs> it, just, like, it just happened that yeah. way. And so like I was a chef for many years. But I mean, then- also,
0: just by looking at you, like if you woke up today out of a coma, having <laughs> no memory of who you are or what you did, I bet 48 hours before you're into cooking and comedy. <laughs> I think that's fair to say.
1: Yeah, no. It was... Uh, yeah, so... When I moved to New York with my sketch group, Murder Fist, we formed in college in Tallahassee. And yeah. when we all decided to move to New York together, when I got there, I waited like six months. And I just sent Jeff a message on fucking MySpace. Nice. And the next I left my phone number and the next day he called me back. Wow. And he's like, hey, I'm doing Caroline's tomorrow. Why don't you come check it out? So what would you say in the message? I was just like, hey, uh, I, I was like, hey, it's your uh, Jeff Lifschultz. It's your cousin Ed. Oh, you used his real th- name. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that's yeah, how. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's like the magic word for yeah. juice. <laughs> that's the uh, password. Yeah, I was
1: like, it's your cousin Ed. Um, I moved to New York. I'm doing sketch comedy with my buddies. Uh, I don't want anything from you, but it'd be really cool to meet you and talk to you because because we're family and yeah. we do the same thing and you That's know awesome. whatever then he a, a day maybe two days later cool about he called me on the phone we talked He's like for yeah like i'm gonna need hour. a blood test yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was similar to that he brought me out we had a great time and uh afterwards he uh he we we hung out all night i fucking of course the memory is tainted because we hung out yeah. with louis all night oh and then- <laughs> wow <laughs> You know, like I was talking to him and Louis C.K. to like four in the morning. That's and I'm just crazy. Fucking losing my mind. And He's Louis like, didn't. He no, didn't do anything inappropriate, did he? No, 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 no. Oh, we were man. in public. You yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I can only
0: imagine him trying to block you from opening a hotel door. Yeah. <laughs> You'd probably throw him out the window. But it was
1: like the most surreal experience. I just moved to New York City, you know, and I'm with Jeff backstage at Caroline's. Lisa Lampanelli's opening for him. Wow. She's like going over her jokes with me, asking if the punchline's good and enough. what year was this? Uh, 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was just, yeah, so that was fucking 12 years ago. Yeah. And, and then so I was just blown away that she was even asking for my opinion. I think Morgan Murphy was the host. You know, it was like a dynamite show. Yeah. You know, and uh, and uh, the, and the then we hung out at the cellar all night. He took me there. It was like Jim Norton and fucking Godfrey and all. The, it was just like a dream. It was a dream. Yeah, and then like, so I woke cool, up the next man. day with my head swimming. I didn't yeah. know. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm doing this forever. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah, man.
0: <laughs> you, you just got like just brought into the fold. It's like that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. And, and, um, and then he made my cousins, my other, our mutual cousins from our aunt. Uh, he made them uh, feel me out and take me out and like meet me and hang out with me. It was like, feel hey. you out? Yeah, make sure like, I was sure sure on the level and right. not like, a piece of shit. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, obviously you're going to be on your best behavior around him and Louie. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy's a fucking asshole. He cursed out the waitress. <laughs> oh, man. But so probably around a year after that is the first time we met but without actually meeting. So okay. this is in 2007... I think it was like late 2007. We did a sketch show together. I was in a sketch group called Torture Rack.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> That's a great name.
0: Yeah, thank you. And I had n- never heard of you guys. So it was like, obviously, it makes sense why they booked us on the same show together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, we weren't like that big in the sketch. Where game. was it? Um, it was at like a loft in Bushwick. Okay. I forget this girl's name, but I'm sure you know her. She has blonde hair and glasses. Like really Caitlin. Nice. Caitlin.
1: Caitlin, um, she's great. Uh, I can't remember her last name. She kind of stopped doing comedy. B-Cat and C-Town yeah. was the name of the show. And it was her and another redhead.
0: So I was on this group uh, with a guy named Zed Cutsinger. Okay. Um, he was like a UCB guy. And another guy, Max Santoro, was just like my friend from Long Island. We all like made sketch videos and stuff together. But we were trying to get into like doing live sketch. We did like two or three shows. Mm-hmm. We did this one. I think we kind of bombed. But then you guys close out the show with like henry running out naked and everything yeah it yeah, was yeah, yeah. just like insane and honestly i owe you guys a thank you because it made me decide to quit sketch comedy because <laughs> <laughs> i realized that i was in the wrong game i was like nah yeah. they got it bro this is like their thing you know what i mean because you guys were just on another level we were doing like kind of edgy-ish comedy but like or so i thought yeah until i saw you guys and i was like nah man it's like i gotta i gotta pivot yeah (laughs) i appreciate it man i we uh i don't know if you guys even saw us or if you remember that
1: or I don't remember. I mean, I was also so far up my own ass and hammered all the time. Oh yeah, back you then. guys are all fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I didn't really, you know, I wasn't paying attention to the other group. I was just like worrying about our set. Yeah. So most what likely. what was the sketch where Henry ran out naked? Board that's room. like your biggest. Like, or that was that's like, like that's your, our your most famous. That's yeah. Our yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, man, can you give me just a brief description of what yeah. that bit is? Or Basically,
1: <laughs> what it is, it's a bunch of guys who are running this big, successful, like high-powered money business and just indescript what the business is and they're they they shouldn't be doing it they're obviously all blown out but we never make coke a thing in the sketch Uh you know it's just like they're just like lunatic businessmen yeah and you know they're like we need the numbers where are the numbers who's got the numbers (laughs) they can't find the numbers and then they're like where's patrick he's got the numbers and then patrick is henry Zabrowski. uh and he comes he barrels in uh, into the audience naked, just holding his uh, his dick with his hand, <laughs> and he's and he just proceeds to tell this long monologue about how he had the numbers and he was in the parking lot <laughs> and some big guy dressed as a cop who he's pretty sure wasn't a cop, you know, beat him and like made him get hard for them and then took the numbers from him. And then oh, they man. then they beat him next to death when he's naked, and then I come out and they're like Jude! Because my name's Jucifer and uh, <laughs> and I'm the one who stole the numbers, even though I work with Patrick. Yeah, you know, and I have a cop hat on and no shirt. You know, like and then, uh-
0: pure insanity, bro. <laughs> pure insanity. I was like, if you're if you're out there and you do sketch comedy, and I mean, you just got to step it up, bro, because Murder Fist. And if you don't know about Murder Fist, go educate yourself. I'm sure you guys still have a lot of videos we online shit, and everything. We a
1: shit ton of YouTube. We haven't performed uh, at full force in uh, over a year which yeah. is sad. It breaks yeah. my heart. We got to do a big reunion or something. We got to do something. Yeah. I it's, mean,
0: I think you guys might be the best sketch group of all time, and I say that. having I, I've seen them all, bro.
1: I really appreciate that. We were our own worst enemy, though, you know, because we, we fucking... <laughs>
0: well, that's why it was good, because yeah. we we're all fucking dirtbags.
1: Yeah, we were all... <laughs> I mean, we weren't our worst enemy, like, drugs-wise. We were our worst enemy, like, fuck the man. Like, uh-huh. like UCP. you go fuck yourself. I ain't a part of your bullshit machine, man. Yeah. But if we would have just conformed a little bit, a we probably would have got a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably true. That's probably true. You know, hindsight. Yeah, but you <laughs> kept it real, it bro. good telling everyone to go fuck themselves. But they, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, every television network was like, well, they're just going to tell us to go fuck ourselves, so we're not going to hire them. Yeah. You know, and so that's kind of what happened to us. You yeah. know. And then we went through the ringer for a, almost a decade of, you know, doing the pitches and all that shit yeah. no one ever took it because it was just you never did felt, a pilot or anything no you did some
0: self-produced
1: we did some self-produced stuff we made our own pilot but yeah. it was just like it took years to get done because we did it all ourselves we did a kickstarter and by the time it came out you know i i'd say like we were past the material you know yeah. we were like we were like it was like oh i wouldn't even choose those sketches anymore to do you know but and so it just kind of fizzled and Nobody you know, had the numbers. No one had the numbers, and you know we didn't record that sketch, and that's probably one of the one of the problems. That's you know? crazy.
0: <laughs> I mean, even though that probably probably couldn't have aired anywhere. Yeah, you can see the
1: live version on YouTube uh, from like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah,
0: highly recommend it. Yeah, it's special, man. But so, um, yeah, you guys are gonna perform again. So yeah. you haven't you haven't broken up, right? No,
1: around. no, we haven't broken up or anything. Me and Henry are doing a spot together, the two of us, cool. uh, in a couple weeks.
0: Henry is such on a beast,
1: uh, what's his name show Zach Bressard show. Oh, cool! Yeah, we're gonna do a spot. Are there. you on?
0: Are you on the list? Or have you been nominated?
1: I don't I I, I specifically don't read the list. <laughs> I refuse to re, re, read as ten thousand comedians. Well, yeah. Like I mean re, I refuse to be a part
0: of Dude, it. Dude, it's so fun. One of the best things that happened so far this year, every year somebody gets mad about it. Like somebody, <laughs> every year. Somebody who's like way too big. So he just put out the the list of the nominees. Oh my so god. It, what so is it did, like twenty thousand? No, it's the it's the top one thousand comedians. Yeah. It's the official list. But he did the, he did two thousand nominees. Oh <laughs> so, my. so half the people what are not going to make the list. I love him so but, much. But so, for after, this. when he released the 2000 nominees, um, Steve Harvey responded to the tweet and said, "I better be on it." What? I swear to God, I'll show you the tweet. And, Was he on it? And Zach writes back, "Sorry, Steve. I could only, <laughs> <laughs> I could only fit the top 2000." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love him forever. That little marathon he did, yeah, like the the hundred foot marathon. Uh-huh. So everyone can get a marathon medal yeah oh he's great he's it's he's brilliant. figuring it all out but um,
0: yeah i can't wait to see how he releases the names this year shout out to zach broussard if you don't know what i'm talking about go look at him. every year he does the top 1000 comedians he
1: tortures all comedians in america yeah. because he knows how full of them uh, themselves everyone is and how important it is yeah. to get on these lists last
0: year you had to click through each person, one at a time, to see the list. So oh, really? Yeah. So if you wanted to find your name, you had to click like a thousand. Did times. you do it? No, I didn't. Someone <laughs> told me that I was on it, but I think <laughs> I think I've made it every year so far. But I'm not.
1: <laughs> I might I be wrong feel about like that. Like but I, I personally been. would be on it. I don't know if Murderfist ever made it.
0: I feel like it's probably like, I f- he's probably using like his Facebook friends <laughs> list or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, because yeah, 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 there's yeah, it's yeah. like random people that like. Does that person even do comedy? But like he probably knows. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Great, yeah. but uh anyway good luck Thank i hope you, you make it dude and on the uh on the list i appreciate it i but feel um, like i deserve it yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: definitely dude you had
0: a big year you have a lot of buzz
1: got a lot of buzz. got a lot um, of But buzz. something
0: you Dude. brought up uh, right when we first started, I wanted to ask about, it, is the Bruce Willis roast.
1: Yeah, yeah, Dude, man. Dude, what was so that like? Fun. Did you get to meet Bruce Willis? I did. I met him a couple times. Uh, he was a part of Bumping Mics, too.
0: That's right. He yeah. played the harmonica. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was so weird.
1: Yeah, well, he's a blues musician. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you forget that. He put out a fucking album. You know, like... He did? He, he had a song go number five. You believe that? What like, song? Um, Respect Yourself. In, like, 1986... It's really and then all the rest of his songs were just like covers of like under the boardwalk and shit but uh, he was uh, he had a whole the Bruce Willis Blues band and yeah. the, the name of the album was like Call me Bruno or something like that.
0: Did you know that when Die Hard first came out, they took him off the posters? Have you heard this? Because no one knew who he was. no, he was in. Yeah, he was a comedian. He was like a comedic actor, basically, like a lot of or like romantic comedies. Movie
1: down, which I'm really happy. Like Lee Marvin turned it um, down. Apparently, the
0: story is like the during test screenings, everyone was like, "Nah," or like uh, when the first like ads came out, people were like, "Nah, we're not going to go see this because this guy can't carry an action movie." Yeah. So then it was like the poster was just like Nakatomi Plaza and Die Hard, Mm -hmm. and then of course it transformed his career and it was like the greatest character ever.
1: I remember I saw it right when it came on video and it had like a whole wall of an exploding building and half of Bruce Willis's face. And I just remember like seven-year-old fat Eddie's like, that one, that one, <laughs> that one.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be honest, probably the first time I watched it, I was down because of Carl Winslow. I was like, let's see oh, what Carl yes. Winslow is doing in this movie, <laughs> yo.
1: What the hell is this shit? But Bruce was cool, you know, I really liked him. He was uh he's he's a, just a bro. He just wants to hang out, you oh, know, really? he just wants to like just be a part of the, the crew and talk to the boys and it was a lot of fun. I mean I um if you saw the red carpet stuff, I uh I dressed as the Gimp and I walked the red carpet <laughs> with Jeff dressed as Kim Jong un oh, We cool. all got a picture with Dennis Rodman, it was a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> um.
0: Uh, Any other cool celebrities that were there? I
1: mean, Edward Norton was great. It was cool to meet him. You know, you could see, like, Edward Norton, like, it was one of those things I met him. I'm not sure how much I should say here, but, like, you could see him, like, he was nice to me, you know, but you could, like, see him, like, trying hard to be nice. You know, like, you could see it in his eyes, you know, just like, just like, yeah, mm mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And you like, <laughs> it's like so I knew that like while I talked to him, the only way I could get through the conversation was just to compliment him constantly. Uh-huh. You know, it's the only way he would let me talk to him. And so I just you know, but it was fine. At the same time, it's just like. You think Mozart was a nice guy? You know, like, it's like, he's a crazy, creative lunatic. Yeah, but also, it, he doesn't have to be. He doesn't, yeah, no. Said, like,
0: people expect way too much of celebrities. It's
1: just like, if some, if you were being bothered everywhere you go, yeah. it's like, everyone who's, like, extreme private and, like, is so worried about people seeing all their bullshit, yeah. it wants every celebrity to be nice to him when they meet him on the street. Yeah.
0: And it's just like, it's not how the world works. It's just not. You're not being realistic. I mean, that's a human being who... Yeah. Why would they ever give a fuck about you? I
1: will say Jeff is always nice. Yeah. Jeff, I've I've never seen it. being out with him and him being mobbed in places we go. Like he is always a sweetheart, and he's always takes pictures because he knows. I mean, that's it sort takes
0: work, like you're saying. Like he's probably better at selling it than, than Ed Norton, but he Ed probably doesn't, doesn't always. He probably, probably doesn't always feel like doing that, you know. But he,
1: Ed Norton's not playing comedy clubs across the country and he's ah, looking at ticket sales. That's what it is, you know. It's yeah, just yeah, you like gotta it's, h- you got to hug Everyone's a customer, filled. you know. Everyone's you know once every time you hang out with someone, or you do something nice. It's a fan for life. Yeah, you know it's. Yeah. So it's when you do that, but people—it's weird with Jeff more than other guys because everyone feels like they can make fun of him. And I dealt with a lot of that too on Roundtable because we were all like me, Kissel, Ben Kissel, and Marcus Parks, and Henry Zebrowski, and Holden, and Jackie, and Kevin. We'd always uh, Kevin Barnett. We'd always fuck with each other, you know, and like we'd always make fun of each other, yeah. and like because we're friends, and that's how friends talk. And but people would think that they had the right to treat us like that over the internet you know and it's just like <laughs> no you're a stranger you can't call me a fat pig mm, you know Yeah. <laughs> and Ugh. so it's like one of those things yeah i remember one time like, we're oh, trained
0: comedians we can do it
1: <laughs> <laughs> i remember one time i was hanging out with jeff and we're in new york city and this dude like mobs us and he's like yo jeff ross you're my favorite comedian ever it was the day greg Geraldo died we we're out just like trying to like like, have peace, and like, you know, yeah. that's like I knew because him and Jeff are so close. So I was just like, let's go hang out and, uh, you know, have a good time and just, you know, be peaceful. And the guy's like, oh, Jeff, you know, you're my favorite comedian in the whole world, man. I can't believe it. It's amazing. I, he's, can we get a picture? Can we get a picture? And he's like standing him on the street. And Jeff's like, come on, get on the sidewalk. Uh, well, you know, take a picture with me, you know, here. And he's like, okay. And he's like, they took a picture together. I took it and he left. And he's like, thank you so much. This means the world to me. And then, like, we're at lunch an hour later. And then Jeff's looking up his, you know, Twitter, and the guy like mentions him, and he's like, "Hey, I saw Jeff Ross in the street. Look how fucking fat he is!" <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's great. He <laughs> was like, God damn it, man. he was like, That's not a joke, bro.
0: That's what you're that you're missing the fact that like when, when we do this to each other, it's in the form of a joke. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Jeff is so fat that blank with yeah. like a punchline to it. Like
1: Yeah, and <laughs> like we also like have history, you know, like you know, it's like we all know each exactly. other for a fucking decade. <laughs> that that, that <laughs> reminds me of the
0: roast that we did for Kevin. That was oh, so much man, fun, man.
1: That was the best. Is that
0: still up there somewhere on the Round table?
1: I believe that roast is still, I think that's the one that's still up there. But yeah, no, it was so. The roast of Kevin
0: Barnett uh, a couple years ago, I did with the Round Table of Gentlemen. As well as Jeffrey Joseph, uh, yeah. Nimesh Patel, Mike Racine. Oh
1: man, Holden McNeely. Holden was, was w- Holden's the king of those roasts. Oh man. yeah, man! I mean, he killed those. so hard. We have some. Some of them are taken down. Some of them still exist because you know roast like inevitably people's feelings get hurt. Yeah, but um, it was definitely Holden it was is, definitely heavily edited too yeah. to
0: take out some of the more personal
1: material. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Holden's our Gilbert. You know, oh, like, yeah. he he, like Namesh, the thing with Namesh is oh so god. funny. He was yeah. just like, he's like, Namesh. He's like, what is, it, the th- is it the eight-armed bitch or the blue fucking elephant? Pick a god. No, he <laughs> like said, said something
0: about how like the Indian gods are like Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you're into roasts, that one is a classic, dude. Go back was and a check lot that of fun. out. Me and
1: Kissel used to host all those. We did four of them. Actually, no, we did a bunch of them. I forgot that we did a couple before Roundtable. We roasted Sean Patton and Giannis Papas. Oh, wow. Also, like, back in the day. But then we, uh, I think we should
0: get another one of those going out here. I like, would, I would love to. amongst the friends, a
1: friend roast. Like maybe like, like a I, don't,
0: I did a couple of the roast battles, and they're fun, but nowhere near as fun as that. Because like you're different saying, here. it's like when you're in a battle, the battle part of it is what I don't like. I love the roasting, but I don't yeah. really like competing for comedy. Like I want everyone to be entertaining the crowd together. We're a team, you know. Yeah. And that's what in a in a traditional roast with a dais and everything, we're going so hard at each other, but. It's literally, it's like for fun, mm-hmm. and there is no nobody. There's no winner, no loser. Have so. You been to
1: the LA roast battle? I have. It's like a different thing. It's a, to me, it's like a whole different show. I was involved in the first carnation of uh, the roast masters in New York, and uh-huh. I just like, I started. I was doing it's the a wave,
0: little, uh, just a I've, little more harsh, right? Or
1: I just didn't like the. I didn't like the energy. Mm. I, I I did it for like a couple months and I quit. I was just like I couldn't. I couldn't get behind it a hundred percent. I don't know what it was. Also, I was a part of the wave, and mm. I didn't start the wave. The wave is like an LA thing, yeah. You know, and so and they made me. It part was of weird the wave to right have there. a wave, and I was just like, ah, I'm doing someone else's bit. You know, even mm-hmm. though I'm writing my own jokes for it, yeah. I'm still doing someone else. You're like a cover thing. band that yeah. starts
0: writing your own songs that still sound the same.
1: Yeah. And we had a good crew. It was me, Jordan Temple, Sydney Washington, Carlos Delgado, and uh, Maria Wojanowski. <laughs> it's too many people. Yeah. Well, I wanted to make sure there were like girls in the way. Yeah. You know, that was like the, to make ours a little different. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was too much. It was too much.
0: Um, it was always fun, though. I did a couple of them there. Yeah. Um, you did good. You I did,
1: did all good. Right. I see I saw some years. Yeah,
0: I did all right. The one time, the last one that I did, I decided like to stop doing it cuz I had it was one of the most stressful experiences of my life. It was during I like imagine. I've never It was during that. the tor- the roast Battle tournament or whatever, uh-huh. and they put out betting odds. <laughs> so like it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It is so arbitrary. Like first of all, I don't even know how they figure these odds out, but they had me as like a 10 to 1 underdog against Joel Wachowski. It was like, sure, Joel's funny or whatever, but like Yeah. It's ridiculous. So
1: it stressed you out before you even started. Exactly. So it's like... I'm sure it stressed him out too. He's like, 10 to 1. I guess. Now I gotta fucking kill him. Yeah, you know? I know. Like- I know. I'm
0: sure. I'm sure. But then there's people betting real money on this, which is like, first of all, it made me just want to lose on purpose and bet against myself because who the fuck... <laughs> Who the fuck is going to pay me, I'll bet, t- t- a thousand bucks on myself and tank it?
1: We don't need a ticket for the mafia to get involved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, like, they don't know my gambling background. When I saw these numbers, I was like, just wheels started turning to my head, bro. I was like, I'm going to take down the whole, st- I'm going to own the stand. Like, they don't know what they're doing. They can't. You literally can't make odds that wide on something that's so close. It's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so it ended up being so close to the point where we went down to like an extra joke. Mm-hmm. And I lost because I didn't have an extra joke ready. But the weirdest part about it is about an hour before the show, I accidentally took four Tylenol PMs.
1: Oh, no. This is the
0: worst night in my life, dude, because I, th- I thought what I was just taking do? regular Tylenol. because I, But I just got the wrong one at 7-Eleven and they were oh, fucking blue. How did you find out? Because I was like getting ready to go to the show. And my roommate, Mike Denny at the time, he was like yo, why'd you take all those Tylenol PMs? And I was just like sitting there all out of it. I'm like, what? And then I look at the box, and I was like, oh, motherfucker! Like, I started getting so... Because yeah. I was, like, feeling like I was smoking weed and stuff. I was like, why am I so out of it? And then I just started, like, chugging cold brew coffee on the way there. So I'm, like, fucking, like, tweaking so out.
1: Jittery. Jittery. And, and
0: then it goes down to the wire. This was so insane. And then you so, like...
1: Think of shit.
0: Yeah. At the end of it, I, like, walked off stage without shaking his hand. And everyone still, to, like, thought that I was, like, really pissed off or something. But I was just, like, literally, like... Just in another in another world It, happens, it was man. so crazy It happens But yeah anyway. I accidentally took an Ambien one time Really?
1: Yeah you know, It's like a big day of work And you're just like Fuck! That wasn't the right oh, pill Oh no yeah, dude yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, What do you it, do? I mean I just sc- It was at Montreal I like had to like scour And find someone who had uh, Adderall And uh, like I found someone And just fucking counterbalanced it And made me a normal person
0: Did that, did that work? You felt alright?
1: I mean I got through the day uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't my brightest moment uh, <laughs> so we
0: just did your podcast uh this weekend the talking brighter side about talking about some uh some pretty grungy cocaine stories yes, and yes, yeah yeah we went in a little bit but so that makes me want to ask you like before you did comedy you said you were into cooking and stuff but like uh what other kind of stuff were you getting into uh back then before you moved to new york
1: when i was in Tallahassee, when I met Murder Fist, uh, how I met them was they all went to Florida State uh, Theater School. They were uh-huh. all BFAs and like, you know, they oh, were wow. classically
0: trained actors, classically trained wow. actors.
1: I think that's also what gave us an edge. Definitely. Else dude. I sketch. didn't know that. But yeah, everyone's like classically yeah. trained. And, he also, Henry got kicked out of theater school because he was too fat. Yeah. <laughs> <And then> the- <laughs> <laughs> but um so when and then i one of the other guys in murder fist at the time murder fist used to be called are you ready for this Girls Aren't Funny. Oh, shit. And so we we realized at a very young age we have to change that name once the girls left the group. uh, (laughs) Wait, there was girls in the group? (laughs) There was girls in the group at the time. Wow. And then uh, when I joined... So that was just
0: you guys, obviously you think girls are funny. You're just trying to be intentionally inflammatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was five girls in the group. Yeah. I
1: wasn't even a part of the group back then. You know, they, Uh They were doing shows in parking lots and stuff in Tallahassee. It was really fun. And I saw, I remember watching it, and I was just like, I was the weed dealer. I was their weed dealer. That's how I knew him. I went to, you know, I just dropped out of community uh, college. Oh, what
0: a great origin.
1: And I, was, and I was there, I was watching, I was like, I could do this. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember just talking to him and be like, I want to do this with you guys. And then just looking and at me like. And they're like, uh,
0: actually, we're actors. Yeah, and it's
1: like, you're funny, Ed, but you're a pot dealer. Yeah.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> can't do what we do. You haven't had the training.
1: Yeah. And then. <laughs> Eventually, after like a year, they like put me in the group, and after my first meeting, it was like, James, "We can't
0: afford weed anymore. We'll just <laughs> we gotta let them be into a couple sketches."
1: <laughs> well, they um, what it was, I made like a video. I made like a private, I made because I was into that kind of stuff anyway, and so I made mm-hmm. a video, and it was really funny, and they played it at one of their shows, and it got a good reaction, and so they asked me to be in the group. Oh, that's so nice, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and so, once how do they
0: it, how do they approach you? Like, um. Uh, uh, and we were uh, we were just wondering. It's uh, kind of funny. Actually, <laughs> Moreno
1: was like, "I think you should do the group with us," and I was like, "Absolutely, I want to." Thank you. And then uh, and then he just told everyone, "He's like, Ed's in the group now." <laughs> you know? Oh, that's so. And then at my first meeting, we changed the name of the group to Murder Fist. But okay. um, yeah, but back then, I mean, I was deep into selling weed. Also, like, because you were a thing.
0: feminist, so once you joined the group, you were like, "Listen, guys, <laughs> <laughs> we can't but, murder uh, only. Yeah. Be nice to women." But, but I mean, we mur- can still kill them by f- <laughs> way of fisting but i mean come on they're just as funny as we are
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah i know and so i was uh i was living with henry at the time after like a year of being together and uh uh we i, I got i'm selling bud a lot of weed we were selling a shit ton of it so you used to sell much. weed
0: yeah how'd you get into selling weed we're just my friends way- from
1: high school You know, I needed the money, you know, and they were they were selling it. And so I started selling it too. you know, and so we all and we were came down to it. Everyone kept getting busted in Tallahassee and like everyone kept getting busted. And we were a little smarter than everyone else, I'd say. And not that we didn't get busted, but, you know, we (laughs) went like you and
0: Henry were like the premier weed dealers. in Tallahassee. Well, Henry didn't do it. He, He
1: just lived with me when I did it. Yeah, uh, wink, wink. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. But... uh <laughs> uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh He was just a mule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would smuggle Henry pounds was up his most, ass. Honestly, when I met Henry, he was like... The like the most bright eyed like innocent little boy really you'd ever
0: met your whole life. I remember when. So he's from Queens, though, right? Him and Jackie are from Queens. Queens, and yeah. Then they but moved down to Florida he was for a college.
1: He's he a theater kid. Oh yeah. You know, and he, he hadn't gotten hardened yet, and he. So you
0: corrupted him. And
1: I mean, we all corrupted each uh. other. You know, I mean, you know, some of the other guys that you know did a little more drugs so than I did. Were you a degenerate from a young age, or? Uh, I guess I did drugs. I did a lot of drugs in high school.
0: Well, what about, like, not just drugs, but any other, like, just, like...
1: I used to get in a lot of fights, I would say, fights. when I was a kid. I used to get in a lot of fist fights. You were a big boy. I was a big guy, and, like, people would pick on me, and then yeah. I had... And I got this one friend who was like, don't let him pick on you, just beat him up. And I was like, oh, really? You can just do that? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, dude, you're fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, and so, like, I went through, like, a rage thing and in then in, in high school and football and, like... I started nice. taking these like weird like uh steroids, but not like stero- like real steroids like over-the-counter Mark McGuire shit that ended up getting him kicked out of, you know, getting him in trouble. Androstein, it was called. I would buy it at GNC, but it was essentially Andrew steroids. Steen. Yeah, it was essentially, okay. and it made me insane. I would so take like wait, wait, double so what the was amount. It? Was
0: it like a powder or a pill? Pills,
1: pills. And I would just eat the pills, and I'd, I'd eat more than I should, and I'd go fucking crazy. I'd go and out fighting. I would. I'd go play football and beat the fuck out of everyone. And like it shit. was. I was a lunatic. I was a full-on lunatic. Yeah. And then I was straight edged and didn't realize I was taking drugs. You know, it was like one of those uh-huh. things. I was a straight edge kid on on uh, <laughs> on steroids and like thinking like you know anyone who drinks or does weed is a fucking junkie, man. I used to be straight, you know. Like too, meanwhile, I'm I am just... I got
0: X's tatted right here on my arm. Oh really? Yeah, man. That's, That's like crazy. ages, like fourteen to twenty one. I was.
1: Oh wow, that's yeah. much bigger than I was in a, the in like the did. punk
0: rock scene. I was a fucking straight edge punk gang yeah. member, essentially. I was wow. <laughs> going around starting fires and breaking shit, and not, not, not drinking.
1: Group. Oh, not drinking then. at all. That's so crazy. Yeah. I did, yeah. I did it with the drinking punks, uh, uh-huh. but in, yeah. Then one of my best friends, it's like we were at a, like a sleepover because his parents are out of town. He's like, I got some weed, and I was like, All right, fine, I'll try it. And then literally every day since, except for the year I was on probation from when I got arrested.
0: So why'd you get arrested?
1: Um, we were selling pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds. We were <laughs> we had a lot, a lot. You of You keep weed.
0: saying we, but it was just you, right? It was me and two friends from oh, okay. high school. I don't you want to a, say their names. Yeah, you don't have. to. Even though they, they we did, all well, got arrested Well, did, did they have street names?
1: They served time. You know, they, they. did. Yeah, they did time from when we got arrested. But and, you didn't. Be, uh, I didn't because, because you're I are white, extremely lucky, and they were also white. Um, oh wow! But what happened was we were the only basically if you bought good weed in Tallahassee from like 2004 to 2000 like 2002 to 2004 we sold it it was it came through us you know I was and, just
0: laughing thinking about somebody hearing this and being like holy shit I did <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so and then eventually, uh, one of the guys that we met in Tallahassee, he was a DJ named Justin. And, <laughs> worst uh, DJ
0: name I've ever heard. Yeah, well, I forget his DJ, DJ. Justin. I
1: forget his DJ name. It was uh, <laughs> it was something stupid. And uh, he his brother got in trouble, and his brother ratted on him, and then he ratted on us and wore a wire. When he came to pick up a bunch of weed, DJ Justin? DJ Justin. Who oh would have thought? Oh my God. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Snitching ass DJ Jay.
1: Yeah, and so he wore a wire and he came and picked up some weed. He wore a
0: wire and two
1: turntables and a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And, uh, no, he came and he wanted to, he needed a couple, you know elbows and uh we fucking uh, I was like ah you guys can you guys take care of this um Watching Scrooge. Wow. I was watching Scrooge. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel like getting up off the couch. Scrooge, uh, Bill Murray, and Jeffrey Joseph. Yes. My favorite week. part of Christmas is I get to see Jeffrey yeah. every year.
0: And I just, every year, I just wish that he, they would give him a line, but I know. not yet. <laughs> 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 One year it's going to be a Christmas miracle, and he's going to have a monologue during that scene. that <laughs> They just cut it. Anyway, go ahead.
1: And, uh, and so I want, and they go in the other room, and uh, they sell him, and he leaves, and. You know, flash for like a, an hour later. I got to go to work. I'm still have, holding that a normal job too, uh-huh. and my buddy's taking me to work. Working at Hooters in Tallahassee, which was a lot of fun. You were a cook. I was, I was, co- I was running the kitchen at the time, and Did make uh, you leave your tits out. Uh, <laughs> and I uh, was going to the car, and all of a sudden, this nondescript van pulls up right in front of me and my buddy, who was driving me to work. And then two guys in street clothes get out and they're pointing guns at us. They're like, get down on the ground, get down on the fucking ground right now. And then I get down on the ground, and I'm and I'm like, "You robbing me? You robbing me?" I was like, "Take it, take it," you know. Like yeah. I was like, just like get your fucking gun at it. Yeah, you know. I was like, I don't give a shit, you know. And then uh, they're like, "No, we're cops. We're cops." And then uh, he had his fucking gun pressed against the back of my head, oh and, like my my face against the pavement and shit. Terrible. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of other cops I see running from other sides, and they kick down the door, and they fucking shot my friend's dog. What? Yeah. And then like they like. It was insane. They
0: shot your friends. It dog? lived.
1: It lived, what and kind like of dog we had, it? there was it was a pit bull. It oh, was a pit bull. Of yeah. Course. Yeah, there was a. it was. We had three dogs in the house: a boxer and a boxer pit, and then a pit bull. And they shot the pit bull. The boxer pit bit a cop, and they didn't shoot that dog for some reason. And then, uh, and then the other one ran away. We found it like a week later, thank God. But uh, holy shit. Yeah, but then I remember I'm just flipping out, laying on the ground. I hear gunshots in my friend's house. You know, yeah. I'm like, cuff me, cuff me. They're like, because I wasn't cuffed yet. And then they're like, what? And I was just like. Fucking flipping out. I'm about to do something stupid. Cuff me if you're a cop. You know, yeah. <laughs> like if you're I'm like, is, honestly, it's like if you're a
0: crazy amount of foresight. If you're like, oh, like you're the Hulk or something, bro. Honestly,
1: like, like if you're not a cop, I'm gonna yeah, do something. Like, motherfucker, I'm on steroids.
0: <laughs> so you you were telling them to cuff you. Oh, because you wanted to make sure that they were definitely
1: cops. I wanted to make sure they were cops, and I was losing my mind. There's yeah. gunfire in my friend's house. Yeah. Like my best friend from Terrible. you know like eight years at that point you know? just so, shoot me man yeah. just do it man if you're gonna do it do it yeah and so they, <laughs> they fucking they cuffed us they brought us in the house back in the house and you know obviously i didn't make it to work and i got fired and, uh, and but fired the, from Hooters. See, that's the worst. I lost all, two out of jobs all of the that day. That the cops <laughs> did to you that day. <laughs> that's the worst. Lost
0: <laughs> <was> two jobs. <laughs> you know, fuck the Tallahassee police. By the way, yeah. what a bunch of scumbags.
1: Oh man, and I mean, I like. In a controversial statement, which shouldn't be one, but I do like cops. You know, I, you I, have I some do cops in my family. I, I they get they're it all bad. But. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, they the, we need the fuck out of them. You know, but these guys were not the best. Uh, they they came in. They just started raiding the house. They started taking everything, and uh, they definitely did not report half of the cash. Of course, and they and did I'm not sure report kept most of the weed. Yeah, and they didn't report. We had some like pills and some opium too, and they did not report that. And they just like took they counted the weed and half of the cash and that was uh, what they got us on. But because I wanted to watch Scrooge and I wasn't in the room and <laughs> I wasn't on tape, that uh, I didn't get in trouble. Actually, even worse, I wouldn't have gotten into any trouble. But as I'm walking out the door, I just like did a big sale for my buddy, mm-hmm. and she was super cool and she was like, "Thanks for everything," and just like tossed me an ounce as like a thank you, and I put it in my pocket and then I walked out the door and there's a fucking gun in my face. Oh. So I wouldn't have got anything yeah. if she didn't like if she wasn't a sweetheart yeah. you know like, like, it was it like, just
0: been uh, like you were just a
1: roommate you didn't know shit Yeah, that's all I could I could have been and then they they eventually I mean they you know they're grilling us, or trying to get us to tell who, like who our guy was, where we're we getting it from. You know, because it was, you know, it was, you know, a connection. Where with were people. you getting it from? <laughs> <We're> like- <laughs> <laughs> basically all. I mean, like, was I'll, it coming from you, Cali
0: or Canada? Or here's what?
1: what. Here's what I can say. I, I mean, here's what I can say and what I know. Like, because uh-huh. I still don't know everything. Because I, I shouldn't. Yeah. But what I can say is like. We were in like connection with like there was like a bunch of dealers around Florida and we had people in Gainesville. We had people in Jacksonville. We had people in Fort Lauderdale. We had people all over the place. Uh. And basically like once a quarter, we would like get together (laughs) and we would like throw parties and like have meetings and Uh talk about shit and like just like stay out of trouble and stuff. And we were all cool, and we all took our punishment. I mean, it was a lot easier for me than the other two, because they actually had to go to jail and shit. Yeah. For how long? Uh, they went, uh, one went for five months, and the other one for six months. And
0: you got nothing, basically?
1: I got... Possession or something? I got possession of an ounce, which was a felony, Ooh. by two grams. Jesus. And so by two grams, I was a felony. So fucking And they threw try. me through this thing in Tallahassee called drug court, because I was a first-time offender for a felony. And so basically what that was for a year, I had to do two piss tests a week and to go to a a group therapy and an individual therapy session every week. And then for smoking weed (laughs) and then and then court twice a month. And if you missed anything, you went to jail. Wow. And when we were doing Murder Fist, uh, we had this big like four night run on campus And it was like a big special. It was great. Uh, While we were rehearsing for it, I was so into the show, I missed one of my court dates. And then I did the show and then uh, my PO called me, who loved me. We were very close and she was just like, listen, you know, you got to go to jail. What? I was like, what? I was like, she's like, you missed your court date. And I was like, oh, it's, but, just, but, like, it's just a fucking court date. But we were know? doing the sketchy comedies. I'm, like, I'm doing theater. <laughs> I literally missed court for theater and had to go to jail. And I spent, I was supposed to go for nine days, but I ended up only going for four Ooh. because uh, jail was too full. And so <laughs> I, and I was <laughs> like the one with we the We don't smallest. know if we can fit this fast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man! And I was the only, and so I was the only one in there uh, that was like, I guess, the, out of everyone in jail, I had the lowest crime. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you yeah. <laughs> missing court for weed. Yeah, you know, like yeah, t- it, it, to do could, a play. <laughs> yeah, they let so they let me out a little early. But uh, yeah, so I only did four days, and I and it was uh it was crazy. The first day I was in with the violent uh, offenders. So this is like jail, jail, Tallahassee uh, County Jail. Wow. And uh, and it was I was in with the violent offenders for the first day. Are you wearing like an orange jumpsuit. Yeah, and wow. uh, actually, I think I was in stripes stripes and, yeah i was in stripes they still do that yeah man <laughs> <laughs> i didn't
0: even know that that was a real thing dude yeah. i thought that was only eddie murphy and Marlon lawrence in life <laughs> stripes.
1: yeah man and then uh so i was in with the violent offenders and i was just so fucked up about it they put me in a cell you know just me in another bed in a cell and the, like there was this tiny little redneck in there with me and you could tell he was just so happy to have a white roommate. He just started giving me shit. Like he was just like a full on racist. Like you're shampoo. Uh, you're gonna need shampoo. Yeah but also it's not, not hard just to buy. A
0: white like, you're you're a giant like he probably was like oh this guy's gonna be my new my new bodyguard and best yeah, friend. You know what I mean? Exactly.
1: But I was there and then I remember And my
0: bitch <laughs> <laughs> he likes to dominate a
1: big man. <laughs> I must have slept for like sixteen hours straight. Just because, you know, depressed. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, and, that's what I would try to do. Try to- yeah,
1: and then I remember, all right, I woke up. I'm like, I can't sleep anymore. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm skipping meals, you know, all that shit. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go outside into the main area and I'm going to read the newspaper. And then you get to the table where the newspaper is. Is a big like, uh, written on on the table. The entire table just says, the newspaper does not leave the table. On the table. That's what the table is. And so, like, all right. So, I pick up the newspaper. I open it up. Start reading the sports section. And then someone on the right side of me goes, fuck you, motherfucker. Like that. And then some guy on the left of me is like, well, fuck it, Do something about it then. And then they started fighting over me. And then, so I just, like, got up. <laughs> walked into my cell. Shut the door. And I was just like, all right, well... Standing here. Wow. <laughs> and then in in the middle of the night, they moved me to uh into a nonviolent How old were you? I was twenty-four. Insane. And so yeah, and then uh and so they moved maybe twenty-three. And then they move and they moved me into the nonviolent area, which was much better. You know, it was like kinda yeah. like being in sleepaway camp. It was like <laughs> it was like six bunk beds to a pod, and there's like five pods and it's all open, you know, and then in yeah. the middle is like a common area with a TV and a washer and dryer and then like access to a, its own personal basketball court.
0: It really just blows my mind that somebody like you, a big, beautiful teddy bear of a man, <laughs> like, you, you know, you're one of the biggest hearted, nicest guys I've ever met, could end up in jail with violent offenders over an eighth of a plant that you smoked them makes ounce. you fucking giggle. An ounce. An ounce. It's excuse me. Either way, whatever, dude. Ridiculous. But I, wanted, I
1: didn't even go to jail for the ounce. I went to jail for missing court. Oh, for court. missing
0: court. But still, like, like, it's line, even worse. Yeah, it's, it's even e- worse. <laughs> See, it was.
1: Like luckily I had a cool boss who what didn't fire me at that point My yeah. fr- Hooters fired me but then I was working at BW3 <laughs> you had to call in jail I literally call I called in, in I was like I explained to her I was also running the kitchen and we were friends kind uh-huh. of and I was just like hey you know I gotta go to jail <laughs> 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 it was bizarre It was so. I was just okay, like I'm so sorry problem. and she's yeah, like, yeah. like really? and I was just like I missed court like an idiot, because I was doing my theater. Because she came to my show, yeah. You know, I was like, I was doing the thing, and it was during court, and it slipped my mind. I was so into it. And then just, How oh, are you like, having a show during court? Was well, it rehearsal. Oh, rehearsal, rehearsal was it was during the, during uh. court, and so I fuck, and so I went to rehearsal and I wasn't, I just completely biffed and slipped my mind. You Biffed, bro. Yeah, I remember I was when I was in jail. I saw some guy I used to work with at this restaurant called Garfield's. And it was another cook. I used to give him a ride home every night. His name was Reggie. And I remember going up to Reggie and like, yo, Reggie, what's up? And he just looked me dead in the eyes. He's like, you don't know me in here. Oh, wow. And I was like, all right, see you Holy later. Shit.
0: <laughs> So my question is, whatever happens to uh, DJ Justin? Because you should have beat the living shit out of I him. I never
1: found him. Uh, he, he's uh, in the witness
0: protection program. His, that's Diplo now. No, he
1: didn't, he didn't go in the witness protection, but he definitely moved out of town. He bailed us all out. What? He, he bailed us he out. He ratted you out and he bailed you out? Well, my other friends went and found him and took his money. Oh. And then fucking made him bail. Oh. Okay. Get, get the money okay. to bail us out.
0: Uh, at least there's some retribution. And then
1: he split and then he left town. I think he went to Atlanta. And fast forward, actually, I was in this situation uh, like, I want to say like six or seven years ago. I was having lunch with uh, Jeff Ross and in New York city and like down the street walks, I th- like the spitting image of this guy. No. And then I start getting heated and I was like, Oh, I'm going to find him. I'm going to like, I'm going to go do something. Yeah. And then in my mind, I'm like, Oh, what? And then like, Jeff Ross's cousin, like beat, it's in the news <laughs> yeah, and yeah, shit, yeah. like beats up well, dude. Look. You know, so he it's slices like,
0: his face with a razor blade.
1: But I buried it deep, and I uh, wow. I, I decided to do nothing, even if it and also like <laughs> it probably wasn't even him. If it wasn't him, it would have been a hate crime because he was Asian. Oh, and so. Uh, <laughs> And so I decided it was best to just control myself and uh, not do anything at all, and just continue on my lunch like I didn't yeah. see anybody.
0: Well, Justin, if you're out there and you're listening to this, you snitch ass motherfucker.
1: Justin Law, you.
0: We're coming for it.
1: Well, you said his full name. Fuck him.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, you're not safe. You'll never yeah. be safe anywhere I hope you, you turn, a, I hope motherfucker. You have a corporate
1: job, and, and guess
0: what? I, I know you're a terrible movie. DJ because your name is Justin. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, man. man. But, yeah, oh. No, it was. Yeah, I mean, that was a really crazy part of my life that I'm honestly lucky to get out of. You yeah, know? man. I, I, was, I was in kind of deep. I was like dealing with some really scary dudes. There was this like, I became um P Funk. I started dealing them weed because uh-huh. there are studio's in Tallahassee. That's wow. why I'm so into P Funk. I, yeah. I just like, just giving an education, just hanging out in the studio, smoking weed with George Clinton. That's crazy. And my, and my, and my guys and stuff. So it was so much fun. But their old weed dealer who was charged them like double the amount that I was because he thought he had like celebrities on his hand. I was just giving them normal prices. And so they ended up going with me and not him. And he was just some gangster wow. from the hood named X. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I remember one time X came over to my ex ha- uh, called me. He got my number from George Clinton Jr. And he called me and he was just like, yo, it's George Jr he like pretended to be george jr i was like oh come by you know whatever you need bud and then wait this was x this was x and then he came by the house and he was being all shady and shit and then so i was like all right um where's george and he's like oh no it's me it's not him i'm doing him a favor you know i was like i knew this was all bullshit yeah yeah and so i was like hold on one second so i kept him out and then I like i moved everything around and i like took everything out of my room and i had uh at the time i had a Pretty big gun, and, oh, shit. and an AK. And, what? That uh, I, like, I <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. <laughs> you never. You had a fucking AK forty seven. Yeah,
0: and a shotgun. And a shotgun. So yeah. you you went to the door with the AK. No, um, or you just put it on your back like Rambo.
1: What I did was he came in. He came in my room, and I, uh, I I I sold I sold him a QP. And uh, basically, this is all like over 10 years ago, so I can't get in trouble. And, uh, (laughs) but he, uh, I remember just like, because I knew he was so shady and fucking. From the hood, I lived. I mean, in the, his I was, name
0: was X. His name bro. is X. Yeah, it's like he couldn't <laughs> come <on>. be, It's <laughs> like, one, like a
1: comic book outlaw signs on yeah. a piece of paper. <laughs> that's, like, like,
0: <laughs> that's what you name like the most evil person you know when you can't think of any other ideas. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I remember I sh- I was just like, hey man, look what I just picked up. And I took it and I unloaded it in front of him. And then the I, AK? I, yeah, and I was like, Oh, so you took the balls out. I took the bullet out, like. yeah, yeah, and out of the, cha- <laughs> I like the chamber, I like took it out, like I made it real intense, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, and then I was like, Yeah, look what I just got, and I'm like, Touch it. I was like, It's fucking cool, man, fucking Fuck someone up, right? Yeah, you know, like being all weird with them, you know, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like kind of like, here's my gun, don't rob me, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. kind of deal. And then you know, they never fucked with me. I never heard from him again afterwards. Yeah, I you mean, know, but like- <laughs> they crossed you off the list. Like, <laughs> you yeah. went
0: outside and were like, oh, I don't think we're gonna be robbing that guy.
1: Yeah, but I remember I bought, I had that gun, and I bought that, uh, I bought that with my tax return <laughs> when I was like 22 years old wow, because sweet. it was on sale. For $250. So you just bought that legally. You went into a store. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't have anything illegally. That'd be stupid. Yeah. No, but yeah.
0: That's pretty just insane to me that that's even possible. Yeah, and I
1: got rid of it before I moved to New York just because I didn't want to bring that to New York.
0: Oh yeah, I mean. And plus, I wasn't. You only get one, like what, one carry on anyway on American Airlines. So like that. (laughs) But thank God for murder Fist, right? Because who knows what you'd be doing right now? Honestly, you probably probably be on like a uh, on like a homemade raft to.
1: (laughs) Dude, they were fucking. They were my saviors when I went to jail. Uh, they, without even me telling them to, they just like an, emptied my room of everything. They took, they took the two guns. Like these are like scared little theater students. Wow! And like they fucking, they took, they, they, emptied, they took all the, the pot out and they yeah. like, you know, like holding, like put my shit under his bed. Like, and, don't like,
0: worry, dude. We'll dispose of all your drugs. No problem. <laughs> free of charge. <laughs>
1: no, but I had uh, a, uh, holding on my, my gun under his bed for forever.
0: Well, that's a friend. That's a true friend. No, right no, it
1: was a true friend. I Yo, was you really... need to get yourself a homie that'll
0: take your AK and just store it. Just put it on ice for you.
1: Honestly, he's like my Ed's in jail, and he like he like, stored my gun for me because wow. he was worried the cops are gonna come. Like uh-huh. it, was, it was like it was very nice. Like yeah. you definitely don't <laughs> have to do that. And I was currently living next to a police station, Jeez. and so yeah. But yeah, no, uh, that was. I was very. Uh, it, it grew. It made me grow up pretty fast. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And now look at you, producer on Netflix. Well, now yeah, now I live a normal life. You know, I live, You know, now it's. You know, that wasn't like. But do you ever? Do you think you'll ever get another AK? I would. I don't think I'll get an AK, but I'd like to have a gun again <laughs> yeah. at some point. Yeah. I mean, all these fucking. Oh, put it just the crazy people gonna have guns yeah you know like, so. i don't know it's one of those things i'm very like i think assault rifles what should about be. this do you think you'll ever i wish i still had my ak so i could like publicly hand it in and uh-huh. like give it and like give it to the cops and film it and put it on like youtube and shit oh yeah do you it know for I, like likes. i like i wish i could like like go like you know re, you know retire it you know and like
0: <laughs> give it a proper burial
1: exactly but um <laughs> the the it's, I'm definitely, like, I'm a completely different human being now, you know? Yeah. I, I definitely don't think that... I, I believe that people should have guns, but I don't think, like... Well, we It don't should need be it, so though. easy to get them.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. Right? It should, you need to I jump, shouldn't jump be, through a few hits. As, like,
1: a 22-year-old drug dealer, shouldn't be able to walk into a store with $250 cash, fill out two... <laughs> Pieces of paper and walk out with an AK forty seven, you know, no. like that shouldn't have been legal. No like, way, what happened?
0: absolutely like, not. <laughs> That's a, a a real breakdown of the system. <laughs> like, like,
1: what I did should not have been like, like you know,
0: I lost my ID recently, and it's been a week now. I still haven't yeah. been able to get one. Yeah. I can't get a piece of paper with my picture and my name on it, but you yeah. can get a, a weapon of destruction.
1: I remember one time when I was, just,
0: just go out to the store and just pick it up.
1: When I was eighteen, a good buddy of mine in Tallahassee. Uh, we were hammered. It was four o'clock in the morning. We were like, we should go buy a gun, and we went to Walmart four in the morning, drunk off our asses, and bought a rifle, and walked out of there. That's visibly amazing. Hammered. Visibly fucking hammered. And what hammered did you shoot in the immediately after that? Uh, we went to the woods and we shot pumpkins. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, there was a great outdoor shooting range in Tallahassee. Ah. It was like the one peaceful place in Tallahassee. I never shot a gun. Really?
0: No, I think I should.
1: You got to do it. There's a couple places in Burbank. We should go. It'll it'll be fun. Hell yeah,
0: dude. Uh, But there
1: there was this great outdoor uh, firing range that had no one working at it. It was just like someone would open the gate in the morning and close it at dusk. And everyone who was there, it was cops, fucking straight gangsters like black dude gangsters and hillbilly rednecks and that was the one place in tallahassee where there really was no racism and everyone was just like really kind to each other and we're all sitting there sharing each other's guns and fucking, <laughs> like it was like it was it's like a beautiful a, scene it was beautiful it was like the most like serene place in tallahassee i gotta say i wow. shot an elephant gun there once I brought out some beautiful like because I was working at Hooters and we we're doing murder fist videos and I like I got this one girl, uh, her name was Sasha. She was a six foot half black, half Polish, uh, just like gorgeous. And I put her in an American flag bikini and had her shoot an AK forty seven and went for like some fake commercial we called like super magnum tampons. You know, like honestly,
0: I would I would I would, like, follow the fuck out of an Instagram page where it was just you just, like, taking steroids, (laughs) (laughs) just, like, working out and just shooting AK-47s with, like, hot chicks and American flag bikinis.
1: Myself... 15 years ago Would definitely Fuck myself up now <laughs>
0: <laughs> But even as Just like a, a persona You know what I mean Just like yeah. Cause you already You got the look bro I mean I think Maybe you should do A couple rounds of steroids Just see how big you can get
1: No I, uh, <laughs> I, I Do you work to, out at all Nope I feel like
0: uh, you're probably, like, the strongest man alive. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, if you did, if you just, like, went for it, you're probably, like, a Braun Strowman type of, like... I
1: used to work out like a madman. I used to be crazy about it. And then I stopped at, like, basically, like, 17, I stopped... And I don't know what happened, but I stayed strong or strong enough, you know. Yeah. Like, but like, I'm very lucky. I feel like if you lift at, at that young of an age, you almost keep the muscle.
0: Yeah. I've been know? in the gym lately, man. I'm trying to get jacked like carrot top. You're looking good. Thank you, man. You're I just, good. I want to get, I want to go overboard.
1: I've been so lazy lately. I've just, been, I got to do it. I I've just, I have a gym in my apartment complex and I don't do it. It's fucking stupid. Um,
0: before we wrap this up, one other quick story I wanted to talk about with you was I think it was the first time we actually hung out was in LA. Mm-hmm. It was at, uh, oh rat, was at a rat party. You really party. want to bring this up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm fine with this story, but the reason is because I've always meant to tell. I've met Jeff a couple times. I've always meant to tell him this, but I'm not. I'm I, like he probably won't like uh, appreciate it that much if I was just like on the outside of the stand. Like, yo, you got to hear this story. But so yeah. it was at his
1: party. Um, what it was th- the rap party for the burn. The rap party for Not the for burn. Not for the rap, for like for an episode. It wasn't even like a main oh, okay. one. Just a ra- and so I remember like- it was an interesting because I've always been uh friends with everybody. You oh. know, I, I like I like everyone. I like nerds, I like the popular guy, <laughs> I like fucking weirdos, you know, I'm down with it. And so is Jeff. Jeff's that way too. We like keeping freaky people around because it's interesting. Yeah. They're interesting people to talk to. And we were having a rap party, and we we're all singing karaoke yeah, in this karaoke. art gallery on Santa Monica. It was weird as
0: hell. It was like a, a storefront, kind of. So random-ass people just kept kind of coming in and, and joining like the party. This, crew
1: of SN- homeless s and yeah, people. I've been
0: referring to them for the past couple of years as uh, gay meth heads.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which- they were insane, like straight-up just, like leather straps and like nipple holes and fucking you know just like really crazy and they came in to like fuck with us Uh and then we accepted them and you you could tell it really threw them off yeah like we're like oh no hang here's a beer you know they're like what oh got really sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) but we were we were drinking like crazy and then like some chick that was like still may or may not have come in with them i ended up going home with her and she ended up maybe being homeless I know she had to wash her feet in your sink <laughs> she had to wash her feet in my sink yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which doesn't scream I have a home let's just put it that way <laughs> but, uh, I mean I do, I do this, this story in my stand up so I don't want to go all the way into the whole the, all the details but I've always just wanted to thank Jeff Ross <laughs> for giving <laughs> him that. for giving me the opportunity to sleep with a homeless chick
1: oh, well, you're, I'm sure he'd love to hear that <laughs> He's an equal opportunity person.
0: Right? He brought some love into my life and hers.
1: Yeah, man. I've been, uh, since I moved out here, you know, not to get too, like, you know, sentimental or whatever, but the homeless thing's real fucked up. And I really want to try and uh, get more involved in that. So if anyone out is, like, listening to this and, like, you know, has any suggestions uh, uh, short of, you know, going to a shelter and putting soup on a tray, you know. I I got an uh, idea for you.
0: What? What? Aks for the homeless. Aks
1: for I mean honestly that's Tom Morello's thing. He uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wrote that on he writes that on his guitar it's, it's fucking crazy thing. Wait, seriously? It says arm the homeless oh, on his guitar the- and on his guitar and it's just like to me that's like such a crazy powerful statement. And like um, uh, you know, it's the way people are treated out here with, with that stuff is, uh, not just out here across the nation out here. It's a little better because there's liberal enough to not like kick run them out of town Yeah, like Dallas does and shit, I mean, you know, this but is why
0: I did what I did, bro. I felt like she needed a place to stay. You, you know? helped her out. You helped her out in the end. I'm a good guy.
1: Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, there's like a crazy epidemic going and you fucking, beware because it's going to get worse in the next coming months with all these people who don't have homes because they got burned down and then the caravan just sneaking in. Like It's going to be crazy real soon.
0: Well, I mean, I'm literally moving out of where I'm living right now I'm basically homeless. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I can totally relate because I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, man, these crazy ass homeless people. And I'm like, ask me my address, bro. I, <laughs> I don't have one.
1: I so. did a year. I was homeless for a year. I didn't I wasn't living on the streets, but I was living with Jeff and my girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, Henry for a full year. And then uh, I, I did that. It was it was. And then if, like, everything lined up or, like, I was fighting with my girlfriend and Henry was in town or and Jeff was in town and I couldn't stay at their places, I'd have to get a hotel room or some shit or sleep on my buddy's couch or, you know, it's, you know, it could happen to anybody. Yeah. And it's like, that was four years ago. You know, so it's just, like, it's,
0: it's just. I mean, it's, I never, I always thought, it's like, oh, I don't know how that could happen until I moved out here without really a plan. Yeah, it just kind of been bouncing around, and it was like, I could end up fucked so easily. Yeah, like just a bad run, mm-hmm. and a couple friends turn on me. You never know, man. I could, yeah. be, I could be out on the streets.
1: It's crazy. It's it's it could it could really happen to anyone, and it has been. And there's no backup plan for people who get in trouble, and so do what you can to help, uh, and I will too, uh, if you're listening. Word.
0: Well, I mean. On a positive note, we could probably wrap it up right there. Hell yeah, man. Help the fucking homeless, bro. Absolutely. That's what this is all about.
1: That's what this is all about. You know,
0: if you don't, they're just going to end up getting AKs.
1: (laughs) 40,000 in uh, LA. Another 20 in Anaheim. And, like, the whole country has, like, a million. So that means we got, like, most of them. You know, so it's, yeah. I mean, but
0: this is the best place to be homeless. That's why why it's like that. You know,
1: because it's the end of the road. You have the ocean to your back. Yeah, you know it's crazy how they it build, build up, up these really intense
0: cities and everything, and nobody really fucks with them. They just like let it roll.
1: They broke up one in Anaheim, ten thousand oh, yeah. people. Oh wow! Yeah, they took away their porta potties. They had five porta potties, and they took them away. Whoa! And then, uh, then they broke up the whole community, and now they're all dispersed all around town with nowhere to go. At least they had a fucking community before, you know. Shit. So it's a, it's a, it's and they only uh, gave Helms uh, fifteen hundred of them. Um. What? epidemic go help out especially if you live in la go to the mission that place is really cool
0: wait also one more quick thing before we stop i we didn't talk about it all the um historical roast
1: yes i can't really say much
0: oh you can't say much uh, i don't. we, we, um, we shot it we wrapped
1: it and uh and it should come out next year
0: all right, so it's really cool. Keep an eye uh, out for that.
1: That'll be on Netflix. Netflix,
0: the historical. And role. hopefully, so I get a you, job
1: between now and then. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's multiple episodes. Or? Six episodes, and S- each one is a different part of history. Or a different
1: person from history. A different person from history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, it, but each one like kind of embodies that era, you know. And we go back as far as like BC and shit. And so it, it's a it's a wide span, and it's a lot of fun, and. I actually never had so much fun working on a project. Awesome. Like, I've I've had really, like, intense, like, life-changing projects that I've worked on. Like, the with Jeff, like, going to roast the jail and the yeah. cops and the fucking... And the border, yeah. which is, like, a whole nother hour to talk about. But, like, fucking... Yeah. But this has, like, been the most fun.
0: The jail thing is so awesome, man. Yeah. I recently did a stand-up show, like, last week in a... Uh, a rehab center oh. in Tarzana. This guy, Zane Helberg, uh, does this thing called uh, Live to Laugh, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, it's pretty awesome. He goes around doing shows in uh, all these rehab centers. But they were just like the most appreciative crowd ever. Because you're made treating me realize, them like a normal person. But also it made me realize that I was the only person on the show not in recovery. Yeah. So like, my material is just for dirt bags. <laughs> like, it's designed for them. They love it. Honestly, when I was done with my set, I thought they were gonna try to keep me. <laughs> I was a little worried. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah, man. Well, thanks for having cool, me, man. So Matthew. yeah,
0: dude, check out the historical rose coming out whenever. But Next right year. now, Bumping Mics is on Netflix. You got to go watch that. It's awesome. Check out Eddie's podcast, The Brighter Side. Check out the Roundtable of Gentlemen and go educate yourself on some murder fist.
1: That's some, the shit right yeah, there. Man,
0: murder fist. Uh, you know right, what?
1: Girl. I'm gonna plug Mookie. Go, go 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 check out Mookie's new web series with Rob Cantrell. Yeah, dude. Yeah, PMA. It's, it's, PMA. It's amazing. I love Rob and I love Mookie, and they're two very positive weirdos that just fucking exist in any kind of society. Yeah, I dude. feel like you are like a person that could go to any neighborhood and be there. That's pretty you know? true. And so is Rob. Yeah. You know, and like we you guys, up. you guys are true. We uh, get past in a lot of hoods. Yeah, For sure. True spirits of the world. And uh oh, th- thank you man. I'm glad you're to right. check
0: out my web series it's on my instagram that's at mookie thompson what's your social media uh
1: at Eddie tunes f- underscore for twitter and just EddieTunes for uh instagram and i i pretty much stopped fucking with facebook
0: yeah man everybody should fuck facebook it really again.
1: is uh you ruining all of our lives
0: it sucks <laughs> it's always it's always been fucking trash but um all right y'all that's enough good looking out fam i'll see you guys soon peace, peace. Don't care what they may say, we got that attitude. Don't care what they may do, we got that attitude. Hey, we got that feel, hey, we got that feel, man.